Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale stack. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we'll be taking a field trip away from the Stacks. So line up for attendance, no chewing gum, and get on the bus. Yay! Step, 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 bus seat. (laughs) <laughs> the feel, the some of them had that uh seatbelt that yeah. nobody wore yeah cause... and at some age you start to realize like well like at some age it's not definitely not cool to mm-hmm. wear but like i don't de- like there's a, an age in between wanting to be cool mm-hmm. and being a total idiot where you yeah. realize like this isn't safe yeah. <laughs> why am i not wearing this seatbelt there was always more disturbing on the buses that had seatbelts because I've never been on a bus that had all seat, seat belts. Okay. I've only been on buses where some of the seat belts remain, but most of them have been torn out by some monster child at some point. Uh, so it makes it was me feel you. super. Yeah. I love seat belts. <laughs> they taste delicious. Um, but it really is, uh, disconcerting to think that they thought this was necessary, mm. but they don't care enough to replace it. Which makes you think like people in charge of school bus, what else aren't they? maintaining yeah um anyway field trips are always fun yes yes no field trips are great um at co- and at one point in high school though because i was in like three extracurricular mm-hmm. activities every day and like field trips for me were all about sleeping like where can i steal a nap like this was the the like the main goal of like okay if i skip my lunch the lunch part and just okay. run back to the bus i can sleep that whole time Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> a secretive nap. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the highlight of my day. Absolutely. Um, but field trips, especially when your kids are exciting. Mm-hmm. There's this, um, when I lived in North Carolina, there was this one place, and I've actually looked it up online. I may have imagined it. I can't find it. But it was like this science discovery zone mm-hmm. where like you went every year, and like every year you graduated to like a more scientific, mature thing so it's like first you're learning about like how is a cell structured and there's you know a big like statue of a cell and then like i don't know i don't know what comes after that at one point you were learning about like your circulatory system Mm -hmm. and there's this like light show that shows your veins (laughs) that was always my favorite i loved going there are you sure this wasn't a facility where they were secretly testing you Mad scientist style. Ooh, it may have been. <laughs> like, okay, kids, have some uh, ecto cooler while you look at this giant <laughs> model of a cell. Uh, so this week, I want to take a moment to send a shout out to our listener Rose. Yay. We got a super nice message from Rose, yeah, just saying how much sweet. she liked the podcast, and we just want to say thank you. And uh, thanks, Rose. It just totally made our day. Yeah. On our field trip this week, we decided to take a break before college, Mm -hmm. if you will, and look at something adjacent to Sunnydale. It's a few towns over. We're going to take a look at the movie Chance. Which you may not have heard of. It was a little bit of an indie film, so. Written, directed, produced, and starred in by Amber Benson. Yes, who, if you're not familiar with her, you have not been watching ahead. She plays a very important character called Tara. We'll be in the next season of Buffy. The next couple of seasons. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, so Chance came out in 2002. Mm-hmm. It's Amber Manson's directing de- debut. It's also got some other stars of Buffy, mm-hmm. which is fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe only two that you would recognize yeah. by face. But mm-hmm. other, I mean, there's a lot of yeah. um, two degrees yeah. of Buffy the Vampire Slayer mm-hmm. and such. Yeah. Hey, now, Mike, you've never uh, heard of this movie before, did you? I I hadn't heard of it. Um, it's possible, like I may have seen an interview with Amber Benz at some point where she offhandedly mentioned it, but I'm not like familiar with it. Um, like I hadn't seen clips from it or heard people talking about it, but uh, yeah, so I was I was fresh to Chance. I also have never seen this before, mm-hmm. but I do remember hearing about it and getting really excited about it. <laughs> this came out. So in 2002, I was just getting super obsessed with Buffy. Mm-hmm. Like this came out just at the time when I had like graduated from Buffy. It's silly to like, yeah. how often can I watch this? Who will lend me your VHS tapes, please? Yes. So I, I heard about this and I was like, oh my God, Tara's making a movie with the whole Buffy cast. <laughs> I, I never saw it at this point. Like, mm-hmm blockbuster was a thing and i just never found it on the shelves Mm -hmm. um i did see or did did find rip it off which we'll we'll delve into later field trip we're taking (laughs) it some point so um i guess i just assumed at one point i i I didn't like really outwardly look at it i Mm -hmm. just assumed because it was a small budget independent film that i would never find it unless Mm -hmm. i decided to like go online to i'm assuming a website and throw down some money for a dvd do something illegal and torrented or something yeah yeah um which that i'm i'm virus phobic so i don't do that i i i'm it's not so much that for me although it should be because i have terrible luck with computers mine is more just like i i feel like the only time that i can justify doing that is if there's literally no way to get it if i can get it then i think it's my moral responsibility to get it legally i gotcha i understand as it turns out however you everyone can watch this for free on youtube well, well, what yeah so if i had like given it any sort of effort mm-hmm. like even a d minus effort yeah could have found it you can all find it yeah. on I'll youtube just uh search chance amber benson's probably yeah. the quickest first thing to come up yeah. it's about an hour and 15 minutes mm-hmm. and yeah. hey free movie mm-hmm. and it'll probably suggest that you uh watch some chance the rapper video so if you're into that free bonus <laughs> or as it did uh for me suggest uh uh, clips of Amber Benson and Anthony Head singing Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, that's excellent. I'm yes. going to go watch that. It recommended that I watch um, the 50 best Spike clips, which I did. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube just gets me. Yes. That may have been based on my search history. <laughs> oh, I, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> now let's head out on our field trip and open the books on Chance. starts with a monologue by amber benson starts right up like in black like not yeah. even a single credit and there's narration yeah it, it kind of took me back for a second i thought <laughs> did i skip ahead she's talking in your brain mm-hmm. just directly to you mike wait did you not hear that <laughs> i don't Is know what you're me? talking about she narrates throughout the movie right no Mm-mm. oh no <laughs> uh so she's talking about the harshness of reality um and really understanding death mm-hmm. uh, an appropriate thing to uh to monologue about on a black screen. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Starting super upbeat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, James Marsters comes home with groceries. Have you heard him speak with an American accent before? I have, but when that when it first happened, it was 
surreal. The very first time I heard it, I was like, it, it, I was so confused. Like, I, yeah. I always knew he was American, but there's some part of it that doesn't feel right to my ears. And it's almost, it's weird to me. I know it's not the case, but it sounds like he's an English person doing a fake he American does. accent. It does. It does. It does. Like, His English accent thing. almost seems more natural, which doesn't yeah. mean that he sounds bad as an American. No. But it's... I, I'm just so used. To, I don't know. It does. It, it does sound like a British person. And also, doing he does say accent. grocery. So I don't know what's going on there instead of grocery. 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 I, I say it grocery. Grocery. Like you do a hard shh. Yeah. Grocery. You say grocery. grocery? I don't say grocery. I say grocery. Like you're saying I'm going to go get groceries. Yeah. But you like an S sound. Like like a a a a. a yeah, I guess an S sound. Uh, this is fascinating to me because we come groceries. from the same area. Like this groceries. can't be a regional thing. I, I I I don't know what's happening. Fascinating. I mean, I guess if I'm I'm sleeping, I'm gonna go groceries. But like, no, it's groceries. Groceries. Go grocery shopping. Go to the grocery store. This is weird. I, this is really weird. I feel like I'm really super on edge now. Okay, <laughs> maybe maybe I'm the one that's a British person. Pass myself off as American. <laughs> They get that weird bump on the head and forgot everything about my life before five years ago. Wait a minute. You're actually 007. But... Just so you know. You just forgot about it, a la Jason Bourne. Yes. Wait, now we're, now we're crossing franchises. I know. I know. That's how confusing it is. Oh, next we're going to have Spider-Man in there. It'll be a whole thing. <laughs> so he's shouting to someone in the other room. Mm-hmm. We see that she's dead. Ooh. Or at least lying in a dark room with her eyes open. Yeah. The red light is very ominous. Yeah. I, I feel like if she's not dead, it's actually creepier. Because if somebody's just doing that, that's weird. Yeah. Like, I I blink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, a lot. I think more than normal people. <laughs> You're just a blink machine. I am. And the more you, like, think about it, the more I'm, like, constantly fluttering my eyelids. Because it feels like I just have to. Um, the red light, I think, is interesting because usually people, like... Mm-hmm. If they want to imply darkness, they use a blue light, which mm-hmm. isn't really n- true. Like when yeah. it's dark out, your room isn't really blue. It's yeah. just kind of like this movie accepted thing. So I think that I think yeah. the red light's interesting. No, yeah, and I feel like the color palette of the movie that it's very reflective of that. Yeah. yeah. So he's still shouting to her. He doesn't realize that this person's not conscious. Yeah. Uh, and he also thinks that it's his roommate. We'll we'll find out yeah. who he thinks it is later. But so he's wrong on two counts. Yes. So he's talking about I ran into someone at the grocery store. I can't remember their name. Uh, he does a very terrible job of describing this person. He gives yeah. her no information. Yeah. It's, it's like, hey, you know, the person I ran into them. Yeah. You're like, I, I don't. How can I help you with that? Although I will say that, like, Chris is really good at I will say, mm-hmm. hey, what's the name of that guy that was in that movie? And he'll be like, oh, uh, William H. Macy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny because I just watched a movie last night with him. <laughs> and this morning I was thinking to myself, like, what was that actor's name? And I pr- I would, like, stop myself from – because I know I've asked Chris mm-hmm. what his name is five billion times. I was like, yeah. I'm not going to ask Chris again what this actor's name is. <laughs> That's who it was. That's crazy. <laughs> so James Marsters, his character name is Simon, mm-hmm. uh, jumps into bed with the corpse and mm-hmm. then gives her a little jostle, realizes that this is a corpse yeah. and does a – very high jump off yeah. that body. Like it's as if that. he was a uh, person in a 1950s cartoon who had just seen a mouse. Yes, like his eyes almost bug out. Tex Avery style. I feel like it was very clear to me when he jumped mm-hmm. into bed with her that this was not spoiler alert yet a mm-hmm. sexual relationship. Like the jostle that he gives yeah. her makes me feel it's like, in like like buddy buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, Chance has another monologue here. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she's very jaded. She says that you know when we we cry when someone dies because mm-hmm. we're glad it's not us. Yeah. Um. That you, no one actually really cares about anyone else. I disagree. Mm-hmm. I I mean I think I don't think this is supposed to be fact. I think yeah. this is Chance's opinion, and we're mm-hmm. supposed to gather that she's just very. This character is very jaded, negative. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's uh, it. It definitely feels like. And from stuff I've uh, listened to of Amber Benson talking about it, that's kind of um, this is her take on an interesting type of person she saw that seemed to uh, be specifically like women in Hollywood that she had Mm. seen um, that kind of wanted to pretend to be just as callous, especially when it regards like romantic or sexual relationships Mm -hmm. as a lot of the guys at the time were. Um, But she also felt like she saw that it was a lot for a lot of them. A, a real mask to like oh, to okay. protect them. So yeah, um, and that, that's not exactly the words she used, but that's kind of sentiment. Gotcha. So I think that's a good way to kind of like show where at least the character is starting off in the film. Yeah, I, th- I feel like um, right away you're you're hearing this and going, well, I mean, mm-hmm. hold on a sec, like, no, I don't think that's why people cry when yeah, someone. Although it does remind me of one of my favorite ideas, and I think they just talked about it on the new Daredevil season, and they've talked and I've heard it in other places as well of the idea of every life being literally like a world that is lost because mm. it's your perception is, is an entire world. Yeah. And then when that's taken away, that's a world that's lost. That is super depressing, man. <laughs> I mean, it's super true, but that is super depressing. Yeah. So real upbeat comedy so far. Woot. So, uh, this singer songwriter providing the soundtrack is Grant Langston. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he's well known. I'm not, you know, if it's not in sync, I'm not super up on it. I, I, he was one of those guys that seemed like vaguely familiar, but that might just be because like I do a lot of stuff around Buffy and that's probably like they all know each other and probably worked on stuff. So I don't know if that's somebody who's considered like soup. I know he's not like Taylor Swift, but I'm not sure sure if he's more just like a local guy who's doing well in, you know, the Mm -hmm. SoCal area, but uh, maybe isn't known nationwide. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like him. He's kind of seems, he kind of seems a little Jonathan Coltony in a way. Is he a member of NSYNC? Um, I think he was at one point. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He was. Well, uh, JC. That could be JC's real name. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've never go. seen them in the same place at the same time. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> uh, so I like this guy's stuff. Like, I really yeah. like this music. And he there's are several musical interludes mm-hmm. throughout the film, yeah. uh, all of which are him. And it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like a mini music video because it stays yeah, on him. Yeah, each one is like a little yeah, video. Rather than, than it just mm-hmm. being background music. I really mm-hmm. liked it. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Although I did get very nervous because he almost got hit by a car. No, no. <laughs> when he's walking across the street. He, yeah. I think he also completely jaywalks, like goes diagonally. I hope they had streets blocked off. <laughs> Not if he almost got hit dangerous. by a car. Otherwise, it was a very well-timed stunt. I hope so. Kids don't do this at home. Look no. both ways. I mean, if you want to make your own film, that's awesome. But don't, don't almost get hit by cars. Still obey the crosswalks when you do. I remember making a, a film in high school for a film class, appropriately enough. And we had one part, because the whole thing was like, basically imagine a, a really uh, dumb boondock saints, but with samurais. Done. Got it. Yep. All right. And that was kind of the thing we were going for. There's also like weird comedic bits where the old master character is just walking down the street to the Beetlejuice theme. But there was one part where, and we used a wooden sword, which we thought was okay, where we had somebody um, pretending to get like slashed across the face. And that's how they got an eye patch. It was a flashback. It was in sepia tone. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. Love a good sepia. Um, good sepia, yeah. 
the way uh, things should be filmed. I don't like black and white or color. Sepia is the way to go. Yeah. Everything should look like an Old West photo. Um, <laughs> uh, but like the teachers just kept telling us uh, afterwards, you, you you shouldn't have done that. That was that was way too close to that guy's face. No, no. We were like, we, we rehearsed it a bunch before and it's like, that's worse. Because you oh, could have no. hit him any time in rehearsal. I was like, well, no, we started slow and then it ramped up. It's like, okay, it's a little better. <laughs> so post-credits, Chance tells us uh, that the dead girl was Sarah. We flash back to Chance bringing her home from a club and mm-hmm. making out with her. Uh, and in the process, waking up her roommate, Simon, <sighs> oh. played by James Marsters. Well, kind of like half waking. He's like... Murr, murr. Yeah. The, the timeline gets a little wonky. They jump around a bit. Like, I, yeah. I don't think... This is the very beginning of everything we see mm-hmm. because um I like two days later she's yeah. in the bed. I Yeah, so I yeah, it's it's a little one because I think, yeah, they they flash to actually pretty close to the end of the movie is the dead girl. And then they flash back to right before it, and then they flash back much further. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That like this isn't the beginning of the flashback. We're gonna mm-hmm. go further back than yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, the thing I think that confused me the most is that there's two different times that Simon has a uh, bag of things you get from a store where um, you get a lot of different um, food items. We're not going to open <laughs> the that supermarket. Can of yes, the supermarket. The supermarket. Uh, he <laughs> has regional a supermarket term. bag. Uh, <laughs> I feel like every word I, I'm pronouncing oddly. <laughs> bag, big, big. big. Yeah, it's a supermarket bag. Uh, I had um, I my uh. All the roommates, one of them had like a very common Midwestern uh, dialect. I think it's a strong mm-hmm. word. Um, where like pillow is palo. Palo. Yeah. Malk. Yeah, that. Yeah. And I feel so bad for her because I'd make her say it all the time. Yeah. And I don't think she enjoyed that. I don't. I don't think she was like. I find it funny too. I'm like, I'm just gonna laugh at the way you talk. <laughs> That's not rude at all. Yeah, that is. I definitely the only one that I I feel like I can't resist on that with is when people say water instead of water oh i haven't heard that one. Oh yeah i think it's i think it's like a uh like baltimore maryland thing is very common Oh, okay um yeah and it's like straight up it's like you're saying something is more wood water <laughs> that's cool water i like that i'm gonna be on the lookout for that one yeah water so there's a weird storyline i feel um mm-hmm. that i i really want to pay off more yeah regarding simon's armpits yeah, it seemed like there was going to be a payoff to that at the end. They bring it up a lot, and I kind of enjoy it. Yeah. Because it's this running through line. Mm-hmm. So this is where she brings up, um, some people are attracted to armpits, but Simon's BO is caustic. I'm sure there are people mm-hmm. that are attracted to armpits. Yeah. I don't think it's super common, <laughs> but it, they're I mean, out there. I don't know. There's, some, there's somebody for everyone. But yeah, they, they talk about Simon's BO a lot, mm-hmm. and his you know he tries new deodorants, yeah. um, and I we never see anyone but chance reacting to and mm-hmm. she never actually reacts to his bo she just talks about it a lot yeah a part of me almost thought it was going to be a thing where they revealed that uh it's or, or maybe I, maybe it's something we even missed where it's like maybe he thinks he has bo mm. and she just likes to tease him about that it. feels super in character yeah yeah that seems super like something she would do and it could have even been as simple as like he used to have bo or like she, he just had a bad deodorant one time. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that would have been a little bit more in character to, to make it very clear. Like she is just teasing him over something yeah. that's not true. Yeah. I, I kind of like to imagine the fact that he never had 
bad mm-hmm. VO ever. Yeah. But she's just torturing him. Yeah, because like one time she maybe said like, oh, you're looking a little sweaty there. You got some BO going on just as a joke. And he was now super he's offended. obsessed. Yeah. yeah, that would be great. Mm hmm. Uh, so Simon's pissed because he has to wake up early for his telemarketing job. Mm-hmm. He doesn't appreciate it be- getting woken up by these lesbians. Or, sorry, sexual fluid. Yeah. I, w- should, that, I shouldn't say that. The two girls We're making out. We're using the the terminology of the time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I don't think say. in early 2000s they were talking about the fluidity of female uh, sexuality. Yeah. But Chance is a really good example mm-hmm. of this. Um she doesn't seem to me like someone who likes labels. It's mm-hmm. just I'm into the person I'm into at the yeah. time. Um, Simon, not not into seeing two girls making out. He just no. wants to sleep. Yeah, he's a little persnickety in that way. Where it's even if it's something that would usually be at least, if not like something you're super into, at least like oh that's interesting. Sure, that that's going on right now. But he's just some... I don't like getting woken up either, man. <laughs> I am so out of it if you wake me up from deep sleep, mm-hmm. like. This is why I can't take naps. Yeah. Well, I say that after I just talked about taking all those naps on a field trip. <laughs> um, I am so super like, what day is it? What year is it? Where am I? And who yeah. are you? <laughs> <laughs> what if every time I nap, I actually time travel? Uh, that would be the gr- basis of a great movie where probably Rachel McAdams will play you because she's always in time travel. Oh, wait, no. I would she has be to be flattered a time to be- traveler. I'd be flattered to be played by her. Maybe she's dating herself. She's going to have to go blonde. Yeah. She's done it, right? She does everything. Hair color. Let's write it. I think the only one she hasn't done is clear. I'm waiting for that. She looks like an alien. Oh, nice. Completely translucent hair. Um, I, this is a great elevator pitch and we should discuss it further because it is totally an elevator pitch. We should cut this out of the podcast. People are going to steal this idea and make millions of dollars. Trademark Mike and Kristen. (laughs) That's how trademarks work. It's like an incantation. <laughs> and the trademark has been done. Trademark Mary comes down, sprinkles a little <laughs> trademark on that. <laughs> You're welcome, folks. Bye. Uh, so Simon's talking to his weirdo buddy on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> right in this like three minute section is when like I feel like what I imagine acid flashback would be like of being back in 2002 because it's like telemarketing long distance as a concept oh, so in yeah. And, yeah, yeah and then just like the idea of it being funny to talk about tofu cheese like that's such a thing that would be funny in 2002 but it's like yeah they have all sorts of different like, it's, yeah it's really interesting real cheese how much has changed in 14 years yeah um and just it, it makes me feel old to think of mm-hmm. 2002 as kind of like, a time period like, like, that yeah. was like yesterday oh no wait that was like actually that's a, like considered yeah. a time period now but yeah, yeah it's interesting um mm-hmm. all that stuff that's fun yeah uh so this guy's girlfriend has this positive reinforcement thing ass backwards yeah just she's she doesn't get it um she's trying the idea is supposed to be mm-hmm. That uh, he has bad focus. So rather than like be a nag about Mm -hmm. it, she's trying to use positive reinforcement. But she's using positive reinforcement by making out with him when he lacks focus. Which is not how that works. You're rewarding the bad behavior, honey. It's adorable. It's so funny. Okay. So this guy's, what is this guy's deal? So his girlfriend leaves. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Simon leans in now and they're talking Mm -hmm. really close. Yeah. And then is is he like still get turned on from his girlfriend making out with him? I I think he's just really high. Oh, 
It seems I mean, to me that's that what he that was poncho like... is meant to suggest. Okay. Like, not poncho, but whatever you call that thing. That's like kind of like a hoodie, but it's knit. And I think it's popular in South America somewhere. Yeah. Somebody, stackers, stack nation. Yeah, a poncho. Oh, okay. I gotcha. I, yeah, that makes way more sense. Because yeah. to me, it looked like if you pulled back that, that someone would be blowing <laughs> him. Oh, okay. like he had that kind of face going on that i'm like what's going on down there that like, would have been a pretty funny thing simon's too. leaning in i'm mm-hmm. like there is something weird and sexual happening here i don't understand <laughs> they make out and turns out secretly this has been a porno weird yep uh, so simon goes home to tell his roommate chance that mm-hmm. he met a girl on the phone at work his job as a telemarketer uh and that they have a date that night i am Aww. bummed we never see this date yeah and we yeah, never hear about cool. it like we like if he canceled it mm-hmm. or she canceled or she didn't show like i just i almost the whole movie i kept waiting to be like i want to hear about simon's date yeah it felt like maybe that was a scene that got cut for some oh, reason oh that's that's, a good that's call. what it sounds that's Probably. what it feels like yeah um this is where i kind of suppose that his bo was going to turn her off this is where i yeah. thought that was going to land yeah and that maybe that was the scene that got cut for time or because it <gasps> didn't film right or they whatever oh that would have been great mm-hmm. you really are into that bo i think maybe you might be the one who's into bo <laughs> i just really was like like every time they mentioned him like oh well <laughs> there's gonna be a really funny moment and then it didn't happen i just wanted it it was it was Chekhov's deodorant Ooh, maybe there's it's like a deeper theme going on that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm it's just over my head. <clears throat> so he uh, he reacts very strongly to Chance calling him brother. Mm-hmm. Like just he gets very mad about that. Yeah. Um, which I guess is looking back now that I've seen the whole thing is because he's into her yeah. that he really doesn't like her calling him brother. Yeah, and I think in general, like even if it's a uh, a woman who you're as a guy you're just kind of you're just friends with and you don't have more than platonic feelings for yeah it's still like weirdly insulting to like be seen as like completely non-sexual in that way but isn't that hypocritical if you find her non-sexual but like i i feel like i would never say to like a female friend like you're like a little sister because i i don't know Mm. there's something about that that just feels very like it's taking away like an aspect of their personality even if it's not something you want to engage with directly it's like saying like oh who couldn't possibly have sex i gotcha yeah chance breaks the fourth wall this is the first time she does it but it won't be the last she does Mm -hmm. this a lot where she talks directly to the camera like Mm mid-scene she's the only one that can do this the other characters don't see us Uh, ferris bueller zach morris exactly perfect uh, so some skater guy shows up to kidnap her. Yeah, this, straight this up kidnaps jarring. her. This is a, this is a, a, a literal kidnapping where she she is taken from her home into a car. Yes, and she's in her PJs. Like she, yeah. it, this is this aren't plans that she's supposed to have. She's fighting him the whole way. Yeah, just grabs her arm. This could have been the the original version of Taken. Yeah, yeah. And so a neighbor looks wistfully on. She calls him up. She gets mad at him and calls him perv. I'm like, buddy, help her. She's being kidnapped. And also, Chance, you're responding way too, like, mildly to being kidnapped. You should be like, hey, creepy pervert guy, you're better than the one who's literally kidnapping me. Call the police. I mean, I guess that's how we know that it's not really, like, it's it's not really kidnapping because any reasonable person would be like, pervy neighbor, help. Yeah. Call the police. Help me. Instead, she's mad at him for peeking out his door. <laughs> so this guy, his name is Rory. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to say as someone who Rory. had... I used yeah. to have a speech impediment with my R's. So yeah. Same here. Rory. Yeah. Difficult. 
it ends up coming out a lot of times, especially if I'm tired or drunk. That will be a name that sounds like a very aggressive nation is a warry nation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, now I'm not going to stop hearing that every time I say that. This is like <laughs> grocery and warry things uh, I can't say today. <laughs> it's going to bug me forever. Uh, so he takes her to his car and he's just totally in love with her. Um, Chance sees their relationship yeah. as nothing more than sex. He does. She's not interested in pursuing this further. I really don't understand uh he's dumb <laughs> yeah he this is he's a dumb guy because mm-hmm. he says i wanted to take you somewhere where you couldn't get away then takes her to a car granted you can lock the car door yeah. but she can also pull the thing that mm-hmm. unlocks it maybe it's like a bone collector situation where you sharpen the oh car my lock. god that's a nightmare i check for that every time i get a cab do you do you, do you check for that <laughs> um no because I, I gotta feel like i'm not the target demo for that uh, no, but serial killers will kill anyone. The oh no, that's not true. Like serial killers usually have a. This sounds like I'm, I've been studying. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know you were immediately like, "Well, I got the download. Hold up." But I like, don't mean like the several of them have mo's. Where like yeah. I specifically really like brunette women. Yeah, but sometimes it doesn't have to be like a sexual thing. It can be like a guy that likes to kill other men. But yeah, but that's, it's usually from what I understand, if there's any like profiles out there listening to uh study else stacks, let us know if I'm wrong on this. Um, but I think it's usually who you are sexually attracted to. And it tends to be heterosexual white males in their thirties to fifties. So I'm probably who, not the target, but there was the, who, what was it? Dahmer that the other men. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm saying you have just, you should also so be checking though. your cabs. Just don't, this, no, that bone collector thing is a nightmare for me. I think about it every time I get in a cab. And I live in a city, so that's often. Yeah. Also, Ubers, they could be just as dangerous. Yeah. You don't know. Like they could have, you know, somehow figured out a way to uh, forge his Uber license. Yeah. Hacked into the system. You're his first ride. And you know what? Big mistake. Yeah. It's like, it took a lot of work to get this Uber uh, license, not even a license, um, this Uber accreditation, and I'm going to use it to murder. Yeah. So I, I I, really think that he should have just kept her in his apartment because we never see a back door, mm-hmm. right? So if he really went to someplace she couldn't go anywhere, just block the front door. Yeah. She is effed. This sounds more like he is legitimately trying to like do something awful as opposed to just talk about how he's a whiny loser. At this point, we don't know that yet. Well, yeah, that is true. But we, he is—he is just a whining loser. He really—I yeah. mean, I shouldn't say that. He's—he just wants a relationship with her. She's not into that. But he then he cries, which guilts her into talking, and bringing him back to her place to talk some more while he cries some more, and then, yeah. Uh, This—that <laughs> makes me think of that. Um, I think it's "I Was Made to Love You," uh, where, um, yeah. No, we're, I'm bringing it back to Buffy. Okay, I'm bringing it full circle. I was made to love you. Is that the one where the um, Warren's robot tells Buffy tears are blackmail? Oh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's what he's doing here. Uh, so creepy neighbor takes a Polaroid of them holding hands. Ooh. What a very G-rated perv. Like he yeah. he really wants a picture of you holding. He's your stalker. Run away. Move I, away. Get I away think this him. brings us back to our argument about the anointed one before, where that's creepier to me. Being into holding hands versus I want to watch you having sex. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're you're perverting something that is innocent and mm-hmm. sweet. And yeah. that's... Ugh. Ugh. 
Back in the apartment, Rory is sobbing. Simon blames Chance and tells Rory that Chance is insane. (laughs) Chance tells us that that that's a hyperbole of the actual truth because they met while they were roommates at a psychiatric facility. They have a little black and white flashback. They have a, a fun thing where they talk about looking at the holes in a ceiling tile. It's very sweet. And then it turns out, not true. Whole lie. Which kind of bums me out because I like love the moment yeah. where, you know, she's in this room with Simon and he's mm-hmm. he's like, oh, you made me lose count. And you realize like, oh, he's he's counting the black dots on yeah. the ceiling. That's a crazy thing. Mm-hmm. And then it just cuts to her like counting with him like yeah. in the thousands. I'm like, that's adorable. They were fast friends. Mm-hmm. And then nope, giant lie. I wish yeah. it was real. I mean, I get they're kind of like making fun of that's almost kind of like a trope of like, Two crazy people meeting together and being crazy together. I think but it's just like, a really good way to get rid of Rory. Yeah, no, that, that was good, and it was all, almost felt like that's a really good version of that trope. I liked that one. Oh, I liked. It. I did. I yeah. really liked that. That was cute. I, I, I would have been fine if that was true. I'm just gonna that it's true. We're just gonna forget. Yeah. It's just true. Yeah. It'll make me happier. Yeah, just like the armpit thing. We're making our own headcanon about several things in in the movie, just yep. so that we'll uh, we'll like it better. We'll do the Mike and Kristen edit. And by the way, this is a, a part where they talk about uh, Chance having some demons. Ooh. It's all one universe. She changes her name to Tara. What? Ah. So Rory runs for the hills. This was their plan. Mm-hmm. It's very judgmental of Rory when you think about it. Yeah. That he's like, oh, you were in a mental facility? Mm-hmm. Let me run out of here as fast as I can. Dude. Yeah. S- take a chill pill. Okay. Also. Uh, pot kettle black just because you were institutionalized it's not normal behavior to grab a woman take her to your car right? and then sob yes just because someone sought, sought help and you didn't yeah. mm. take a good look in the mirror rory mm-hmm. good look uh so i say, share a similar worldview as simon not quite as extreme but yeah. people being late is a personal affront to me and my sensibilities i related to that so much oh, every time he's like waiting and upset and people are late looking at the clock i'm like yes it's the worst yeah. being late is the worst i am an hour early to everything and like i can forgive like a five minutes sure that's sure or anytime you're like running late fine that's all you need to yeah. do if you're going to be more than five minutes text call it's super easy yeah you can do it like everybody has phones yeah everybody has phones now maybe back in the day if you your phone like legit dies and i'm if you tell me oh i'm sorry my phone died mm-hmm. i'm gonna check it <laughs> i'm gonna check it and if it legitimately died okay fine also, just be on time. Yeah. It's the worst. However, I am not as crazy as to time the delivery guys no. and call them on 23 seconds. Yeah. This is, I mean, this, that's, that's, that's pretty low. That's rude. Yeah. He is in a customer service job and he relies mm-hmm. on those tips. Yeah. I thought what I had, I'd hoped would happen. And I guess this is showing that, you know, Simon is, is flawed is that he gets the pizza for free and then just slips like, Here's your tip under the door. Yeah, I w- I That'd be f- I'd be fine. That. Like I, that would be totally fine as long as like the delivery guy still gets paid and he that yeah. he doesn't get in trouble at work. Yeah. Delivery guy, by the way, played by David Fury, <laughs> one of the Buffy writers. Yep, I, I think he was pretty well cast as the the kind of schlubby guy who would be a man in his late thirties delivering pizzas. Sure. Yeah, I like that he's. He's taken aback and almost pursues getting mm-hmm. paid until pervy neighbor steps in. Because <laughs> I wouldn't do that if you were there because they have a lot of guns. Yes. And then Simon pays him for yeah. his deceit with a piece of pizza. I uh, feel like Simon just got a full pizza 
pervy neighbor should, neighbor should get two slices. Yeah, that is one pretty, slice of pizza is like nothing. Yeah, that is a pretty low cost. I mean, I guess you know Simon did have to go through the trouble of actually ordering it, and he's taking on more of the risk. The creepy neighbor, all he does is say the one thing. I do like because I, I'm not sure this was intentional, but I do like how it's it's not a direct threat. It comes from somebody else, and he just says. They have a lot of guns. Yeah. It's up to you to, you know. Draw your own conclusions. Yeah. Yeah. So Make your judgment if you decide that's that's something you're okay with. And this reminds me of something. I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast. That is uh, super bizarre. I had a friend who does this, this series of web videos about um, different, like, things to do on your vacation. Oh, I got real like, nervous there for a second. Oh, oh, you will. You'll get nervous again. <laughs> oh, no. um, and But one of them isn't, like, a regular kind of, like vacation hack it's more of a <laughs> a legitimate con to pull on a pizza place so what he suggests is to uh call a pizza place you know hour or two before they close i guess from a payphone i because you don't want to get this trace back to you i'm assuming mm. um and order an odd pizza like half olives half you know pepperoni and pineapple or something you know sure that nobody else is going to be ordering that i mean let's just say pineapple because that's the worst yeah. so do that but never come pick it up okay then right as they're closing come in and just ask oh very coyly very innocently hey do you have any pizzas that you're just gonna throw out i'll give you like five bucks for them and then you'll know there'll be a pizza waiting there for you which is just just a con that's not like a this is a helpful hint that's you're defrauding that a pizza is just place. A con. Would they ever give you, I mean, like, let stackers, if you work at a pizza place, I want to know yeah. if anyone just came in near closing and was like, hey, if you have any extra pizzas lying around, I'll give you five bucks for it. Would you ever do this? Well, uh, according to this uh, hack video, he used to work at a pizza place and that would happen from time to time. Oh, okay. Because I was ready to call shenanigans on yeah. that. And I'm like, no. Because when I was at Starbucks, people would come in and be like, can you give me the sandwiches at like a discount? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm not because yeah. I get fired for that. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. So, and it, maybe it's something you need to do at like a pizza place. It's not a, you know, franchised chain. Maybe just at your local like Michael's or Vinny's or some other generic name that could be an Italian. Uncle guy. Vito. Yeah. Sure. Uh, when you said web videos, I immediately flashed to a memory of um, when Chris and I first started dating sentence started out real weird this just gives you my connotation of web videos which is completely Mm. inaccurate and one-sided uh we were hanging out in his studio eating dinner and looked out his back window Mm. and saw something really weird and the girl across the way in her apartment had these big picture windows with the curtains wide open Mm -hmm. and she is walking around her apartment in very sexy lingerie yeah and just like posing with the curtains, like wrapping the curtain like halfway around <laughs> herself and like giving like that pouty duck face. <laughs> and obviously like either there she's like has a timer on her camera for still pictures or that's a web video, which yeah. is what I was thinking. And like but walking all over her apartment mm-hmm. posing with different things and really weird poses. Kristen, there was no camera. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't see one. You don't know. It was weird. It was real weird. Yeah. And like window. She knew the windows were right open because she was posing with the curtains. Wow. Yeah, she wanted us to stay. <laughs> okay. We learned that Chance is a trust fund baby, mm-hmm. but enjoys cheap beer and crappy apartments. Mm-hmm. But she won't lend Simon $200, so his car isn't towed. Aww. He's not happy about that. So he doesn't pay rent. Yeah. She pays for his groceries. 
He does have a job. Mm-hmm. Where is that money going? Uh, deodorant. Deodorant taking. Well, no, she's paying for the groceries. Taking out uh, uh, girls that he meets on the phone, maybe. I guess. But yeah, that that is a little weird that he has literally no money, it seems, even though he doesn't pay rent. It seems like he has zero expenses as well. He secretly has this nest egg under the couch of just cash. The yeah. couch is full of cash. He's hoarding it. <laughs> yeah. She goes to bed and he like showers in it and like ah. just rolls around. That's why his BO is so bad. He doesn't shower with water and soap. He showers with cash. He just shows up with, with folded up money. Ugh. That explains everything. It doesn't work. You can't rub dollar bills on your armpits and have it well, deflect. Speak for yourself. No. Uh, so Chance heads out for the night. Simon tries on her lipstick. Yeah. You, just... you know, considering later he dresses up as a girl, he might just have some interest in cross-dressing. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It seems like, I, I don't know if that was just there as kind of like, oh, this is like a fun thing he's doing. Or if that was like meant to be kind of like a character trait of his that he liked to um, cross-dress in some way. But yeah, it was it was like, oh, okay, and that happened. Well, it's interesting now I'm thinking about what you said about um, Amber Benson being mm-hmm. interested in women putting on this mask mm-hmm. of um, trying to be like their male cohort, mm-hmm. cohorts and not have as many yeah. like emotions and feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering if there's some interest in the opposite of He's men. He's kind of the flip side of that. Men doing, yeah, men kind of mm-hmm. trying on being... I know like the men in this story are more... Um, emotional than the women mm-hmm. for all the characters yeah um but yeah that's kind of interesting that we mm-hmm. see that's interesting now i'm fascinated by it yeah so this this brings up a question that i'm always dying to ask guys mm-hmm. are guys fascinated or interested or do they care at all about the process of women putting on makeup I don't know if I can speak for all guys, but uh, no, you have to. You are the representative of all men in the world, Mike. Uh, hashtag yes, all men. Uh, <laughs> as in, I am all men. Yeah, no, the heck. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I mean, to some degree. But I mean, also, I feel like not that it's the same. But like, I have done stage makeup, so I get the basic concepts of yeah. a lot of makeup. Um, so it's not quite as mysterious as if I was just a guy who had literally never had makeup on his face sure. in any way. Um, never done mascara or, uh, lip liner or weird eye wrinkles, which isn't oh, normally. Sweetie, thing. nobody wears lip liner anymore. Well, I, it was a period piece. All right. Fair. From 2002. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, that was just on its way out, I think. Yeah. This is just always interesting to me of like, mm-hmm. cause I try to imagine like from a guy's point of view, mm-hmm. Your girlfriend goes into the other room with one face yeah. and comes out with another. And aren't you, are you curious as to how she does that? Are you, do you ever look at a smoky eye and go, now how did she get that smoky eye? Or is it really like, I don't care? I think, I think it's more like, I get the idea that it's like, I don't know how every chef prepares the food, but like, I get their stoves, their knives. <laughs> Okay. I get the basic uh, tools of it. I couldn't replicate that, but I I get the idea. I got gotcha. It's not like gonna be so like, um, how did that happen to your face? I gotcha. Um, but yeah, I I'm not sure if if too many guys, unless they're actually interested in doing makeup on themselves, um, that's are that fair because like also people that are interested in becoming she- mm-hmm. chefs would be like, but I do want to know how you made yeah. that souffle. Yeah. Whereas I'd be like, just let me eat it. Yeah. All of it. Right. Actually, I've never had a souffle. I don't know what they taste like. And I think that's how, how guys are with women's makeup. It's like, ooh, the makeup looks good. I want to eat your face. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Full circle. Perfect. There we go. <laughs> uh, so he kisses her lip marks. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I feel like 
I feel like it was pretty obvious right away. Like, I think he's kind of into her. And then when yeah. he kisses her lip marks, I'm like, he's into her. Yeah. Yeah. So the next day, later that night, some other time in the mm-hmm. future, I'm not really sure. Um, Simon answers the phone for Chance, mm-hmm. who doesn't believe in answering machines. Super like flashback. Like, yeah. So 2002. <laughs> answering machines were a thing. I still uh, had. Also, uh, she didn't have one. But also, like, it's it's not unreasonable, given that she has a lot of money. But she likes hmm. to slum, so I guess she wouldn't have had a cell phone that early. Sure. But she likes to slum it. 2002 to 2003 is my freshman year of college. So that's, mm-hmm. that marks the last year that I had a landline with an answering machine. Yeah. At all. Yeah. I think the year after I had a landline, but mm-hmm. it was, like, officially just to catch dust. Yeah. Because we were still in a dorm. So it was like you didn't have to set up a phone. Sure something it was just part of your dorm I, yeah i remember first year of college my mom was very concerned about me having a landline for some reason because she was like oh your your dorm because i made the mistake of living in a dorm which is not for me at all for like the first semester that's or two. not for anybody honey no <laughs> well that's I a mean, rite of people, passage we all go through some people are do fine in a dorm i was just like oh this is this is terrible <laughs> this is uh well also like i didn't have any close siblings i feel like it's a lot cooler if You've already shared a room with somebody for most of your life. Yeah. To then just like share with a new person and you guys can talk about bands and I maybe feel like smoke for, the pot. Depending on like your level of maturity mm-hmm. and your independence, it's an important step mm-hmm. from living in your parents' house to being mm-hmm. like responsible for your rent check and that kind of thing. Like yeah. I I don't think I would have been ready for apartment living. I've also like I'm a very needy person. So part of me was, I'm, I'm aware of it. I kind part of me kind of enjoyed being constantly surrounded by people. Yeah. And then like, especially this was an AOL instant messenger time when like, so I would like just start sending out messages like, Hey, are you in your uh, room? All right. I'm coming upstairs. Yeah. Like just because I'm lonely and bored and I need to be surrounded by people. Oh, anyways, dorm landline. Your mom thought you were going to call Japan. Yeah, apparently it was it was very important to have a landline phone, despite the fact that I'd had a cell phone for a little while at that oh, point. Oh, so was, you said she was worried about you having a landline, worried in that she wanted you to have one, yes. not that she thought you'd be irresponsible with it. Oh, no, no, no. She was like, no, you need a, a phone. I was like, I sure. Yeah, parents, I think that generation all took a long time to get over yeah. the whole landline thing. And it was weird, though, because at that point, we didn't have a landline at home. Oh, that is weird. That is weird. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because like I Mike's mom. Yeah, because <laughs> like we had transferred my mom's uh, and what used to be our house number to a cell phone. That was my mom's cell phone. Oh, you can is. do that. Yeah. That's at least at the time you could. That's interesting. Uh, it might be uh, difficult now. Um, I don't know what the legal things of what phone numbers you can get and how are. Uh, but yeah, that was that was what we were able to do. And then my number is like a weird variation that was similar to that. But yeah, that's it. It. It did seem weird that my mom was very insistent that I get a landline, despite the fact that we no longer had a landline. Hmm. She didn't. Th- she didn't trust you were going to charge that cell phone. I guess so. So Ch- Chance is really stoked to talk to this guy Jack from Oregon. As we we get a flashback to mm-hmm. that her meeting him at yep. some bar. He was a musician. Angel fans will remember him. Andy Hallett, Yay. who plays the character of Lorne. And uh, I gotta say, out of the makeup. He looks really he's good. He's an attractive dude. A, he is an attractive dude. I don't think, I think if I didn't know going into this that this was Lorne, mm-hmm. that I would just be like, this voice is really familiar. Yeah. I yeah. don't think I would have recognized his face sans the green makeup. Yeah. It's 
Like the nose is the only part I can kind of see because even though they shade it, like he does have a very distinctive nose. Oh, see, I think he's a very distinctive mouth shape. Oh, I guess so. I guess the well, maybe this is the mysteries of makeup that men don't understand sure. is that the makeup on his lips make his lip shape a little less memorable to me. I mean, it's entirely insane. Huh. <laughs> uh, so she calls, she says he is a god. She's all Twitter pated, um, obviously into the whole musician thing. I will say I'm like his his. Well, yes, he's an attractive guy. His singing style is not like rock god. Mm-hmm. It is. I think his singing style is very well suited to musical theater. Yeah. This may just be because Lorne is into musical mm-hmm. theater. And I'm yeah. just like holding on to like, no, you are a green demon. I, I feel like he does have a, uh, a musical theater voice, which is, is fine. He has a very good one. Yeah, um, he's and, a great yeah. voice, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not very like bassy as you yeah. would normally think about like girls fawning over mm-hmm. musicians would be. Yeah. Or that weird, like converse where sometimes there'll be the rock musician who hits the super crazy high notes sure yeah. yeah yeah like a steven tyler yeah before he turned into everyone's old aunt Oof. It, this was not jack on the phone this was a prank mm-hmm. yeah uh, and now chance is stuck stuck talking to her mother Aww. who is coming for a visit no, double prank i do love the line i think it's earlier in the movie where uh simon talks about how he talked on the phone with chance's mom for four hours yeah because she wouldn't stop talking yep that is that's a mom thing that mm-hmm. is such a mom thing Chance and Simon switch roles for Chance's mom's visit. Uh, they make Chance's mom play along. I really like this. this I didn't like this. I, well, immediately endears the mom to me because she's playing yeah. along. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think my mom would be deeply disturbed by this. Yeah. But like, what are you doing? I, I feel like my mom just wouldn't get it. Mm. And we'd have to, like, explain it to her. And then finally when we did, she'd be like, oh, okay, this is fun. But by that time, it would be kind of like, well. I, I- <laughs> Well, we've, we've already spent 10 minutes describing it, so. <laughs> but she goes with it. Simon's in a dress, got makeup on. Mm-hmm. She lets Simon dress as Chance. Mm-hmm. She She's talking to Simon dressed as Chance, but yeah. Chance is on the couch dressed as Simon listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Chance, that uh, she and Chance's dad are getting divorced. He has shacked up with an 18-year-old hussy. However, that is young. That is very young. Especially like. Not only are you an older guy, but you have a 20-something daughter. He is. She is just legal. Like, just yeah. legal. Yeah. I feel That's like... I, I mean, like, I'm okay with, like, with like big age gaps. Because, like, yeah. you do you. Whatever, yeah. You know, if, if you're not hurting anyone, you have mm-hmm. two consensual adults, yeah. whatever makes you happy. But just, I mean, for your daughter's sake, don't date someone younger than your daughter. Yeah. That's, like, and, my rule with my older brother. Like, please mm-hmm. don't date someone younger than me. That's weird. <laughs> Well, I think that's a little different when it's your when it's your brother. It's, I mean, no, it's very different. Like it's, no. I think it, it it's way more icky for your parents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is it is it is disturbing in a way where like sure maybe it's a Harold and Maude thing. I it could be a very May December thing, but it also just feels like I remember being eighteen and I like talking to eighteen year olds. Like they're not. They're not done yet. No, they're still cooking. <laughs> yeah, they're still in the oven. <laughs> Without souffle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bring it all back. <laughs> Mom says she's only divorcing him, however, to scare him into taking her back. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, she wants to stay with Chance and Simon. Oh. At this point, Chance agrees to give Simon a $200, kind mm-hmm. of in exchange for him dressing like her all yeah. day. Uh, he does that happy dance on the bed. I got my money. I got my it's money. It's weird though. Like maybe this is just because the 
the idea of borrowing money or asking mm-hmm. people for money money just makes me so uncomfortable yeah. but like that's weird because he acts like he earned it well i mean he did fair like, perform basically He's just a, so a excited drag about charity act. and like i think it's because it, like if this were me i'd be so like grateful but mm-hmm. also like in a shame spiral of yeah. someone had to lend me money that that's I why i think that. it's weird for him being happy i'm like yeah oh, i don't like it i think it would have made a little bit more sense if he had done that once she had left the room or he had left the room yeah yeah uh, yeah. yeah um i still think it was like a cute moment but it was a little weird the other thing that's kind of weird about this is that that was a whole weekend like the passage I mean, of time it, yeah, it's a it's a pretty weird there. in this one, especially like the some of the transitions. You're like, when are we? Yeah. right now is this the same day? Because it seems like this is later in that same conversation, but apparently, right, and apparently this is a whole weekend. Yeah, happened. yeah. We meet Chance's first love guy. <laughs> uh, he reminds me a lot of you ever see either version of the movie Funny Games? Nope. Basically, guys dressed a lot like how he is with the white sweater, who are mm. also serial killers. That's what he reminded me of. So, oh, so you immediately didn't trust him. Yeah, very creepy connotation. So he's he's playing solitaire, which mm-hmm. she seems enamored of. Like <laughs> she finds it really interesting that he's playing solitaire. Mm-hmm. If so, man, I am fascinated. Oh boy, <laughs> what if I played dominoes with the computer? Does that make me super interesting? I think I think if you play something that would be very hard to play with a computer, like patty cake, then that's interesting. I do have a touchscreen laptop. There hey. You go. Um, I feel like I want to do a uh, world's most interesting man thing, mm-hmm. but like with really lame stuff about me. <laughs> like world's least interesting woman. Yeah. <laughs> Plays dominoes against the computer. Loses every time. <laughs> <laughs> the players, I did a very sad keyboard motion. <laughs> so he's, he's asking girl questions. Mm-hmm. Are my teeth too perfect? Yeah. Which is like, like there's a lot up. of oh just, no just I don't That's, we're not supposed to like him no. I don't instantly yeah the backhanded self compliment yeah. of my teeth are too perfect yeah. you don't want to kiss and then me. he dizzes her teeth like man yeah you not diz your girlfriend's teeth he's the worst I mean you don't just anybody's teeth because that's like that's something that's so hard to change in in so many ways and you're probably so self-conscious about it yes if you do have problems with your teeth yeah you're, he's so rude yeah I, do I really, I, I would enjoy a little more explanation for why she was so enamored of him. Mm-hmm. Because the movie does a good job of me being like, oh, you were a prick. Yeah. But Chance doesn't seem to see that. Mm-hmm. I guess part of it could just be like, especially since, you know, it's a younger character at the time that she just kind of just thinks he's so cute and then kind of sure just filters everything through that of like, I That's think he's fair. really hot. And these things that should be like red flags of, hey, don't date this person are like, oh, those are his fun quirks. That's true. We all make those mistakes when Mm -hmm. we're young. So he eventually um, he dies. Dies off screen. Dies off screen. She lends him money and he immediately dies. She blames the fact that she lends him money. Mm -hmm. So that's why she's uncomfortable lending out money. Because maybe she got cursed by a witch. What? Same universe. Same same, thing. Same universe. Multiverse. (laughs) Chance invites her dad and his mistress out to dinner. Uh, Mm I love the way her mom crawls into the couch cushions. I thought she was just going to crawl onto the couch, but no, she crawls into the couch. She's looking. Reverse ring girl. She's found Simon Stash money. She's going to get it right away. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Right in. Money, save me. 
I want to know if that was direction or if that was mm-hmm. a character choice because that actress is brilliant yeah. if that was just a choice she made. That would made. be a great choice if that it. was just a choice. She's trying to set up her dad's mistress with, mistress with Rory, mm-hmm. which I feel, I mean, it's kind of an interesting plan. Like, yeah. I'll distract her mm-hmm. with a younger guy. Mm-hmm. He's cute. It's fine. Which we find out in this scene is he's a successful soap opera actor yeah we did not know that yeah, before like she was, was she was basically sleeping with a celebrity yeah who uh we just thought of as some skateboard punk yeah just a, a kidnapper sure <laughs> so dad's girlfriend is super impressed with rory um she thinks however that rory is his character so she keeps talking mm-hmm. to calling him by his character's name oh. and talking about stuff on the show as if it's really happening that is one thing that most of the time i find when people are are saying stuff like you know, it's just so hard being a super successful megastar. A lot of times I feel like, oh, shut up. But that is one thing where I feel like I feel so bad for celebrities yeah. when somebody talks to them as if they're a character yeah. and can't separate reality because what do you do? Yeah, do you well, not only that, it's that? also kind of like, hey, I'm a person yeah. and I have a name. Like, mm-hmm. if you called me by the like the character's name, it'd be like, on one hand, yeah. like, that's cute. You recognize me. But yeah, eventually you'd be like, but I'm a real person. Yeah, like maybe like, hey, Tyrion, but then say, hey, uh, Mr. Dinklage, I love your work. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, she's way too dumb for that, though. Yeah. Dad is a vegan, which mm-hmm. the bimbo doesn't really understand what that is. Yeah. Uh, oysters, nothing with the face. Yeah. Well, she I doesn't don't see, see a face. face. I mean, that's a fair argument. <laughs> I mean, it's an argument. I mean, I feel like you're you're using the wrong description of saying nothing with the face, and you're like, and I don't eat oysters. Those don't have a face. Also, vegan is more than just vegetarianism, because that's also like yeah. no animal byproducts. Mm-hmm. So it's still an inaccurate description of veganism. Well, I think it's nothing with with a face means like no sentient beings, which isn't as catchy. No, <laughs> no and sentient also probably beings. Not something she would understand. Yeah. So Heidi, that's the mistress, mm-hmm. gives dad deep massages, mm-hmm. cleans naked, and is learning tantric sex. She is real dumb. She just doesn't get life. Yeah. Life is hard for her. I mean, but maybe she's going to get real good at that tantric sex. I mean, I don't doubt it. Yeah. So dad says he actually prefers mom. Uh, he, yeah. he only went out with her because mom brought her home. Yeah. And like I'm, I'm a little lost. Did this, did mom want to threesome, or did mom was just they, like they this is lost little bird I want to take care of? They, I, there was some bedroom so. stuff. Yeah. All right. And then mom took up. Mom got mad and took off. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh well, Heidi liked me better. Yeah. What can I say? But I want your mom. I thought it was a nice twist. I thought what the thing was going to be was that um, the uh, uh, what's his name Trey Troy, the actor guy, um, Rory, Rory. <laughs> Same. It's the one name we kept saying over and over because we can't say it. I'm blocking it out because I can't say it. Rory went and get groceries. Can't say that. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> uh, it's gonna give me like if there's if there is a supermarket owned by a man with that name. Oh boy, Rory's groceries. Oh no! <laughs> um, but I thought this was just gonna be that he was gonna end up with the mom. That's what uh, I thought. It was yeah, be. I think I kind of thought that at one point too. Um, yeah, I'm like, oh no, my plan's back. Especially because like he straight up picks mom up at one point, mm-hmm. and like when he helps her into the boat, he, he cops a butt feel. He cops a butt feel. Okay, thank you. He I'm does. So glad you saw I totally caught like, that. Mm-hmm. I turned around and be like, excuse me, yeah. you don't need to support my ass yeah. as I walk up these stairs. Yeah. My ass can handle it's it. It's just stairs. Her butt's gonna be fine. <laughs> He's very concerned for her butt. 
Uh, so dad, dad and mom make up and they mm-hmm. have this conversation. Uh, it's actually a quote from Midsummer Night's Dream mm-hmm. between Hermia and Lysander. Oh, yeah. I like to imagine because we never see them again that uh, um, he who shall not be named and uh, the 18 year old girl just fell off the boat. Oh, because <laughs> he's going to go up. On I thought you were really referring to Voldemort. Again. I was like, yes. where did he come in? Um, um, well, yeah, no, that they actually origin story that they actually just fell off. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> they just fell off the boat. They ran away and fell in love together. They're running yeah. through a meadow. Mm-hmm. So everything up until now has been a flashback mm-hmm. back in the present. Simon's still freaking out over Sarah's dead body when Chance comes home. She says that Simon being OCD about punctuality has to do with his fear of death. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's true because I feel similar about punctuality. And that's more I'm very into manners. Yeah. (laughs) And was raised with a very strict point of view on manners. I mean, I guess it could be just an accurate because she knows him very well. But I don't think it's anything that you could extrapolate for everyone who cares about punctuality right that they're just all afraid of death yeah chance freaks out and this is such a tender oh, hug this yeah. is a really real i'm like a hug connoisseur <laughs> this one this is a good one this is well done it's so i just want to get in there it's so loving and gentle Aww. and just really heartfelt of like yeah. it's not just the, the like oh yeah eh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just gonna put my arms around you yeah. like he's really trying to comfort her and i yeah. just really i, I kind of rewound it and watched it a couple of times Aww. so this quickly morphs into sex mm-hmm which Some hot, hot grief sex. Hot grief sex with the dead body in the other room. Mm-hmm. Uh, At least not in the same room. Fair, yes. Uh, that morphs into pillow talk, which mm-hmm. morphs into a fight. Yep. Uh, of, uh, make love versus fuck. Yes. He says he only makes love. Mm-hmm. She only fucks. Oh, and then she gets that super rough dig at him. Like, congratulations on your first fuck. It's like, ooh, that is harsh. That is harsh chance. Eh. But I mean, that's such like, it's so malicious. Uh, so she says that he's so scared he just makes sure to reject everyone mm-hmm. first. I wish that we had seen that. Yeah. If that's true, I needed to see him reject somebody first. Again, that lost date scene. I know. I, that's probably, I swear to God, that brought up his BO and mm-hmm. him rejecting girls. Yep. Tied uh, everything together. We got to film it now. <laughs> meanwhile, in case you've forgotten, mm-hmm. there is still a dead body in the apartment. Yes. No one's called the cops. Yeah. It's not going to stay fresh. I do love that conceit. I almost kind of like wish, I think it would have been funny if they had played it like a little bit more of, they kept flashing back to this moment uh, so that you you kept forgetting there's a dead body until it really is like, oh yeah, there's been a dead body throughout this whole like progression of them like hooking up and then having a fight and getting back together. I think that would have been a cool way to kind of edit it together. Yeah. You as the viewer forget as well. Uh, so she admits that Simon is her best friend mm-hmm. and then drags her girlfriend's corpse to the couch. Why wouldn't you call? I just don't. I'm mean, like, I get you think she would deed on drugs. Is mm-hmm. that on you? If you call the cops and you're like, she did drugs of her own volition. Mm-hmm. They weren't mine. And now she's dead. Are you an accessory? Are you in trouble? I, 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 ideally, I don't think you, you can be like charged with anything, but it's the kind of thing where. Because I forget now. Did she take the drugs with with her? I, know she, I, like, she, I think at one point we were talking about like ecstasy, but this was days okay. earlier because she had said like, you've been in my drug or in my drugs. You've been in my bed for days. And she did point and say like, I took okay. away the drugs because I thought I took them away because she was like doing too many. But I guess it's just the kind of general fear. Like you never want to call the police. 
And you're always there. afraid of like what might happen. I in general feel like so- our society does a little too much to instill into kids. Don't call 911 unless it's an emergency. Yeah. Because to this day, I'm a grown ass adult. Mm-hmm. And there have been a couple times I've had to call 911. But I am shaking when I'm doing so. And yeah. it's not because I'm scared of the situation or the reason I'm calling 911. Mm-hmm. It's because like... It's Jimmy, you just told for so many years. Yeah. Don't call 911 unless it's an emergency. It's like, well, there's a guy getting stabbed outside my apartment, so I have to call. But yeah. But I don't it's not get in me trouble. directly. Is that okay? I don't want to get in trouble. Is it okay that I report this murder? Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know, like, what the. And I think that might be one of those things where the, the pop culture interpretation, much like, oh, you have to tell me if you're a cop, is totally not a thing. Yeah, yeah. But, like, everyone kind of thinks it is because that's how it is in movies and TV. And everyone kind of thinks that you're going to get in trouble. It's like the one phone call. It's not really weird, a real thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the next morning, Chance wakes up and Sarah is alive. What the fuck? <laughs> She's been alive this whole time. She just doesn't need to blink. What? I thought this was going to end up being, like, a dream that Chance was having. No, but no. really happened. No, no. I kind of thought she was, like, seen like a phantom or mm-hmm. something. She's been alive. She just needed a bit of rest. Were their eyes open? I'm blaming the drugs. But still, I don't... Is that a thing? I don't know. Well, let's do some drugs and find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch your eyes. Are you going to blink? I'm not blinking, guys. I'm not blinking. He's not, actually. I can't blink. I can't blink. Me out. Ah, and oh, blink. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh. I'm actually going to keep watching. I would lose a staring contest so quick. Yeah. By the way, the worst. You have a reverse staring contest where the person who blinks the most wins. I would just close my eyes. <laughs> that's that's one blink. No, I'm just blinking so fast you're not seeing it. Okay, the flash. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Milton, who is our is the pervy next door neighbor, mm-hmm. of shows course up. His name is Milton. Of course, shows up to tell her that he's moving. He wants her to know that she is the most interesting person he's ever met at that apartment building. Aww. I can believe that. She is yeah. very interesting. Yeah. Especially, you know, heading all the way back in my time machine mm-hmm. in 2002. Sexual fluidity, mm-hmm. not a thing. Yeah. Um, the uh, Having a sex positive attitude mm-hmm. where it's okay to just sleep with someone yeah. and not be in a relationship with them. I'm sure she is super interesting. Mm-hmm. The whole, Even the whole idea of like the cross-dressing in your mom. That's an interesting, yeah. weird thing to yeah, do. Yeah, she's got like this, uh, this uh, blonde-haired live-in roommate guy hanging out just constantly having crazy adventures with people kidnapping her sure that's pretty interesting it it would be like having a little soap opera next door Mm -hmm. she says that despite her brave exterior she's actually terrified and what is he afraid of Mm -hmm. dead bugs (laughs) they don't die a natural death maybe they just got sad so we i I skipped a part earlier where he's he was photographing bugs yeah right Um, and the bugs at the bottom of her window. Yes, and he says they mm-hmm. they don't die a natural no. death. Um, so he's he's very upset by mm-hmm. this. He gives her the picture of the dead bugs and tells her, "Remember to leave your door open." Yeah, it's a sweet moment. I do feel like the music is a little overbearing to me. Yeah, I didn't notice the music. I mm-hmm. wanted it to be sweet, but it really is pretty creepy. Well, it's it's a sweet moment from an inherently creepy character. Sure, it's inherent and like. The talking about dead bugs, uh, I mean, just the the phrase dead bugs, mm-hmm. in, to me, just makes my skin crawl, so it's yeah. hard to make that a little, you know, dead more bugs. that. 
And like, I think he ruins it when he says, don't lock your door. And like, and he says at one point, like, I like that you like in this neighborhood, you don't lock your door and you let people yeah. come in and out and tells her like, don't lock your door. Mm-hmm. But that sounds menacing. Yeah. I mean, I th- it, again, this may just be girl living in the city. The hairs on the back of my neck stand out. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's like uh, the uh, crazy drug lady. I'm forget character names. Um, Sarah. Sarah. She uh, tells uh, Chance to lock her door. And even though. I wouldn't take a lot of advice from that character who literally overdoses to the point where she can't close her eyes and is asleep for many hours. Mm-hmm. I do feel like, no, that's that's good advice. It you should, is. You should lock your you door. You should lock your door. Stackers. You should lock your doors. Yeah. I mean, open them up for friendly people. Sure. But, but then lock them afterwards. Yeah. Don't I just, just had a friend um, whose apartment got broken into mm-hmm. while he was home. <laughs> yeah. That. And it's like, that. I mean, that was with a locked door. Lock wow. your doors. With the deadbolt, you can't... It's way harder to pick a deadbolt. Yeah. Simon's friend comes over to talk to him mm-hmm. and decides to wait. This is the guy who um, was getting positive reinforcement from his girlfriend. Yeah. Simon is sleeping on a bench when Jack from Oregon <sighs> finds him. Small world. Mm-hmm. Jack comes on to him. And Simon super rudely laughs in his face. Yes, laughs at him. Laughs straight in his face. You're gay and busts out laughing. Laughs at him for being gay. Yeah. And great. He's not laughing at him for being gay. He even says like, no, that's that's fine. He's laughing basically at chance for falling in love with a gay guy. Yeah. But at first, like, I'm just picturing this from Jack's point of view. Yes. This (laughs) is like, what asshole. Yeah. But it's it is funny that yeah. like oh she hold him she's holding him up as this perfect guy this dreamboat mm-hmm. and he's super gay yeah it's like well your best one part of the dream he's totally not into you yeah Simon admits to Jack that he's madly in love with mm-hmm. Chance 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 interrupts with an aside addressing yeah. the camera where she says that just because you fight the relationship isn't over which mm-hmm. is super true yeah and is. It is stupid, I think, at least for me, mm-hmm. how long it took me to figure that out. <laughs> how many times? And I think that's just, that's a sign of it being a bad relationship or an mm-hmm. immature relationship yeah. that like your very first fight, that's it, you're done. Yeah. It's like, we fought, we're done, we're over. Yeah. And like, as you grow up, you realize like, but we can talk afterwards mm-hmm. and work it out. Yeah. Cause it's very rare that you could find somebody that you literally agree with everything on a hundred percent of the time. Otherwise you're basically dating like, a clone or you from another universe. I would fight with myself, I think. I would disagree <laughs> with myself. You're such a contrary and you would disagree with yourself. Yes. I would get, what would happen is that I would get hungry and get low blood sugar mm-hmm. and then I would just pick fights because I'm mad at myself. And then if my other self also hasn't eaten, we might kill each other. <laughs> so if I see two clone yous fighting, I should just like bring in some donuts and like, here, yes. eat up. Yes. Please do that just for my own. Yeah. At least so at least one of us survives. Yes. What if one of me survived and ate the other one? <laughs> I don't know. What would happen, Kristen? Would you gain her strength? <laughs> oh, let's try it. No, I don't want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We should have never left the stacks. This field trip is going off the rails. <coughs> I'm going to tell the bus driver to leave without you. Oh, because the idea of the clones is way off from Sunnydale, the replacement. But it's not real life. 
No, I was, we were talking about Sunnydale. You said we got to get back to Sunnydale. Well, yeah, that's like, okay, I guess. Where Xander will try to kill his clone. Yes. Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> and they're in the circle when they undo the thing. Oh, my God. So many layers. Boom. Illuminati. <laughs> Oh. Did you just throw in a Illuminati yeah. reference? Okay. Yeah. Oh, my Chester. <laughs> Chan says that behind every angry outburst is an insecure woman who just wants to be told she kicks ass. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Yeah, it's. I think another uh, another example of the movie kind of extrapolating what might be true of one person sure to every this person. is chance's worldview we're not mm-hmm. necessarily supposed to agree with her yeah. i mean i would say that like that can happen yeah that does happen mm-hmm. every is strong yeah uh chance says that she's been trying to be like guys who sleep with women and don't give it a second thought mm-hmm. but she can't ignore this whole estrogen thing telling her to care about people that she sleeps with again a little 2002 to be like so it it is, and I'm trying to view this with a an early 2000s reference because mm-hmm. nowadays, the idea of women sleeping around casually yeah. is pretty much a hundred percent. I mean, not hundred percent accepted, but yeah. let like everyone knows that women are just as capable of mm-hmm. that as men, and it's not yeah. this thing that you have to force yourself to do. Mm-hmm. Some people are better suited for it sure. than others. Other people are strict monogamous and that's mm-hmm. fine too and sexual positivity and yeah. you do you and whatever makes you happy as mm-hmm. long as you're safe and consensual and all that stuff yeah and especially if if you're the age right now that the characters were then like it's a very foreign concept to think like that this is universally like not recognized as a common thing. Sure. And I mean, there's still slut shaming. Yeah. That still definitely exists. Mm-hmm. And there's still a double standard of yeah. it's cool for guys to sleep around, mm-hmm. for women it's not, or the, mm-hmm. not the kind of woman that you want to marry wouldn't yeah. do that. There, That whole thing still exists. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the idea that women have to assign an emotional quality for sex is accepted now as an overgeneralization, yeah. but like definitely true for some yeah. for some people, that for a lot of people. In order to be as um, uh, kind of like sexually open and, and positive as a character like Chance is, that you have to be rejecting something inherent in exactly. your gender. Yes, That's exactly. An outdated viewpoint. Yeah, it, it's very early two thousands. Yeah. Um, but it's like it was it was I think progressive at the time. It's one of those things yes. we have to look through that lens of. Like, yeah, nowadays that seems a little wonky. Like, if you watch a progressive movie from the 1940s, black people are still going to be a little offensive. But the way they're treated the time, is going to be offensive. Yeah, yeah. The characters of black people in, in movies, not yes. not just black people in general, <laughs> but black characters and the way they're portrayed and treated are going to be offensive in pretty much any movie from the 1940s. In some ways, almost more offensive in the progressive ones because they they think they're doing well and they're not right by today's standards right similar to the way that you know gender roles um and sexuality 14 years ago is significantly different from how we see it now yes and like i do like that they they don't necessarily call super attention to it but mm-hmm. the fact that the men in this show Excuse me. The men in this movie, it's a movie. We're not watching a TV show today. <laughs> uh, 
are emotionable. Emotionable. <laughs> emotionable. <laughs> They're emotionable, I says. They're I says. emotionable when they get oh, groceries oh. with Rory. Oh, God. <laughs> They're emotional when it comes to sex and love mm-hmm. and relationships. Yeah. And it th- it doesn't strike me as weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's uh, in 2002, it might strike audiences as like, wow, that guy's really whiny. Whereas today I'm like, no, a man getting emotional, uh, emotional, goddamn, <laughs> emotional. <laughs> emotional about a woman rejecting him is normal yeah that is a normal human experience mm-hmm. so i enjoy that i would it'd be interesting to know if i took a time machine back to 2002 and watched this if mm-hmm. i if that struck me as they're being girly yeah you know also uh tell your past self to invest in apple yeah do that and get out of housing by 2007 yeah don't if you're gonna buy sell before then yeah do that Jack is weird. He doesn't have a phone. I'm yeah. kind of don't get his end of his theme here. Yeah, that was a weird thread as well. I feel like I I wish there was more of a payoff, like the deodorant for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, for both of us, but I know that's the thing you're you really yes, care about we things. are both wearing deodorant. Is yes. what you just said. Yes. Yep. Um, so <laughs> listeners, in case you you're worried, we're not too stinky. But yeah, it it did seem a little bit like there. I wanted more of a button for that character, and I thought it was gonna yeah. be. Why doesn't this guy have a phone? And granted, that's a thing that you kind of get away with in 2002. Now you would literally, people would be like, are you a murderer? Why don't you have a phone? I, when he says this smartphone. to Chance, I yeah. thought this was a, a way of rejecting. Yeah, yeah, a blow off. Um, but it seems like he's actually into Simon. Unless he's like, this is a polite way of ending a conversation because Simon um, is not gay. And yeah. he's like, I just don't know how else to un- end this conversation. Mm-hmm. I have a phone, but if you give me your number, you can hang out. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like he's still kind of, he's talking about how he could be into girls. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is like discussing a sexual fluidity or mm-hmm. if it's, it still kind of seems like he's a little bit trying to connect to Simon on a level to mm-hmm. still hit on him. Yeah, maybe. So or, like, you're or, not put off by mm-hmm. me being super gay. I'm only a little gay, yeah. but I'm actually super gay and into you. Yeah. Yeah, I think it could be that. It could also just be like a thing which I haven't gone through because I'm uh, depressingly hetero. <laughs> you said that so sadly. Yeah, I'm just depressingly. like... Depressingly. I'm not even listed on the Kinsey scale. Like, I'm in, I'm in like a sub-index. Um, but uh, I, I think it is a thing that I, I've heard of from some of my friends who are gay or um, uh, more fluid uh, as far as sexuality goes where especially if you're younger and in that time period i feel like you probably would have experimented more to make sure oh yeah i feel like i mean i think it's almost super rare if someone Mm -hmm. um at least during adolescence didn't like have a boyfriend or girlfriend of the Mm -hmm. opposite gender just because that's what society told you you should have and then probably in that experience like just this is not working. Yeah, this is like, not what I want. This, this, this is not doing who I anything am. for me. Yeah. yeah. No thanks. Pass. No dice. Pass on up. So Simon goes home. They make out. Make out. This is good. Yeah. I feel like Amber Benson did a smart thing by writing this role for herself. She just wanted to make out with James Meister. Is it a blamer? It was a, it was the long con, but she got away with it. <laughs> and you know what? Afterwards, she got a free pizza. No, because Simon ate it all. He only gave away one piece because he is just super greedy about that pizza. I feel like she she might have gotten a, another piece of that pizza. He might have had some leftovers. 
you're making it sound like a euphemism when I mean a little, literal. Little little piece of that pizza. <laughs> and some uh some crazy bread. Maybe some chicken wings <laughs> with buffalo sauce. <laughs> okay. When you said crazy bread, I was like, I see the I I'm I'm forming a euphemism, <laughs> but you you lost me. Two liter of Pepsi. <laughs> That's what she's really into is the two liter of Pepsi. Yep. Not into armpits, but a two liter of Pepsi. Whoo boy. So what's the lesson in chance? I don't know if there's a lesson. I think it's just the story of a girl who is f- trying to fight to match men's sexuality mm-hmm. or there feels that she needs to lack match their lack of emotions. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, is lying to herself. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think in in a general sense, it's just as much as maybe not having a lesson being about people needing to, you know, find themselves. Sure. In as far as romantic and sexual relationships goes and that being an okay thing to take your time doing. Sure. Maybe just be true to to thy own self. Be true. Some more Shakespeare quotes. There you go. Tying it all in. Bring it Mm -hmm. full circle. Now it's time to celebrate some badassery <laughs> with this week's Soleil of the Week. Well, this one I actually have a tie. Uh, I do too! <laughs> I like that we didn't even discuss if we were going to do Soleil of the Week this week. Uh, so my tie is because uh, one of them may not have happened and one of them is definitely off screen. Uh, my tie is the uh, Rory mm. and the 18-year-old girl falling off the boat. Okay. <laughs> I think they probably drowned. Neither one of them seems smart enough to swim. No. Um, that's hard. But know. then I think the true one has to go with the only legitimate full-on death. Uh, and that would be uh, the funny games guy getting hit by that car. <laughs> I have two different answers. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be clear, this is not a horror film. If you haven't watched it and just been listening to the episode. Yeah. Just, disclaimer, there are no actual on-screen deaths nope. in this movie. Uh, but my two choices are Sarah Odine. Okay. Because it's a pretty, I mean, it's freaky to jump into bed with what you think is a corpse. And mm-hmm. she's dragging this corpse around. The fucking corpse. She came back from the dead. Yeah. Uh, and the other one is um, the na- after the credits are over mm-hmm. when the neighbor comes back to kill Chance. <laughs> the, creepy, the creepy neighbor told her to leave her door open. She did. Yeah. And then he came back and killed her. That would have been... I think made this movie my favorite movie of all time. If after the <laughs> end credits and there's like outtakes of the end credits, they yeah. just have a post credit scene that's uh, Chance being all like happy, like yeah, I'm with Simon, we're a cool couple, <laughs> and then Milton coming in and just killing her. Black. I saw a performance of Measure for Measure like that. Was yes, yes, we yeah. saw the same one, and like it made me go home and check my um, my Cliff's notes. Yeah, for Measure for Measure to be like, like uh. Somebody I don't just th- get straight up stabbed at the end. I don't think somebody dies at the end of that one. Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure that's a comedy or not I'm, a com. Yeah, a comedy. It's a problem play. <laughs> a problem play. Fine. Yeah. But it's it it. I was like, I don't remember a death at the end of that one. I kind of like that one because it's a weird that interpretation because it's a weird meta note about if you're not familiar with Measure for Measure. By the way, weirdly Shakespeare full podcast today. <laughs> um, First full circle. <laughs> full circle. <laughs> um. 
there's like a basic plot where like a duke goes undercover to see how uh, things are going on in his nation. He finds that uh, there's a lot of hypocrisy going throughout the town and a lot of people who are supposed to be pious aren't really pious and there's all sorts of shenanigans going on. And there's I'm sorry, did you say you were watching CNN? Whoa. <laughs> Mic drop. Topical. Whoa. <laughs> but so at the end, there's like kind of everything is happy that happens because all the bad people get punished and the good people get rewarded. But there's one character, basically the main character, instead of like her reward being I get to be a nun like I wanted to be, she gets married off to the Duke, which is totally not in character of what she wants. She showed no she showed negative interest in him. He also just minutes before this made her think her brother was dead mm. for no good reason, just to dick around with people because he's a, an authority figure who can. Um, so I kind of like the note of her just getting stabbed at the end as just an extra like F you to Shakespeare. Like, <laughs> F you for creating this lovely character and then screwing her, her over <coughs> for no good reason. Yeah, we'll do the same to her. Yep. So what do you think about Chance? What you think? I feel like, and to actually borrow uh, some words from uh, Amber Benson about it, it is a flawed movie, but I can understand why she'd be very proud of it, because I think it is an interesting piece. It's very of its time, in a way, which is fascinating. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talked about being very 2002, mostly in a joking way, but it also is kind of a fascinating kind of look into a very specific snapshot of a type of person at a time and place, which Mm -hmm. is interesting. Um, It's also got kind of a fun shaggy dog quality where a lot of the narrative kind of zigs in and out and there's like quirky little moments and some really fun little performances. But on the on the kind of negative side, film quality is not great. I mean, there are some interesting visuals. Let's, let's also, I mean, Budget it's on YouTube. Well, it's also on YouTube. Yeah. We have no idea what the original film quality was. Because when stuff gets like, especially you're fitting a full, yeah, compressed, you've got a full movie on there. The longer, the mm-hmm. the bigger the file, the worse quality you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. So. so, I mean, that that could be part of it as well. Um, but, I mean, I did actually like the, the color palette of the movie pr- mm-hmm. pretty well. Uh, there's some issues with the chronology. The time wasn't super clear. Hmm. Um, but overall, I enjoyed it. And what it ended up about halfway through, what it, uh, I think what it jarred in my memory what it kind of reminded me of and I enjoyed about it is that it felt like almost kind of like a weird grown up Clarissa explains it all. Oh, inter- that's cool. Like I could imagine this character kind of being not literally, but a, a Clarissa like character. Yeah. This is what she grows up and she still talks to the camera. Yeah. But now she's just talking about more adult subjects. Yeah. And yeah. she's like a fun, interesting character with, fun interesting friends that surround her and it's not so much that there's like a pulsing driving narrative or like Mm -hmm. a super important message but it's more just like an interesting snapshot of a cool person's life interesting i like that yeah yeah i think this was i i think this was fun Mm -hmm. you know i i think you i agree with everything you just said yeah um you know we we said the the subject matter is a little bit dated we've talked about it many times buffy gets really yeah. dated it's cute i like amber benson i think she yeah. does a good job oh, with yeah. the character of chance i, don't think, I we think made it clear her and uh james marshers are great they have oh they're great they're fabulous her, yeah. i do love their chemistry i want to be part of that hug i just want to nestle into that hug i just i'm just gonna get in between you two you can both just snuggle me mm. it'll be great um <laughs> no i think it i think it's cute i i mean it's not a big budget film. I think they said yeah. the budget was 25000 It's a yeah. very small budget. 
Um, I for don't for thousand dollars, it looks it looks it looks amazing. It looks a really good job. Yeah. It's fun to see all the Buffy actors, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I'm yeah. happy we watched it. It's a fun film. Although, uh, if we want to go out on kind of a bummer, you know who uh, was originally going to be in the film, and they actually shot a scene. Emma Caulfield was going to be in it. Wish she was that date that went wrong. I think she actually was originally. She was a, a different character who's like at the one party scene. Uh, but but yeah, they originally like they actually filmed a scene with her in it. Mm. But then somehow the film got like filmed over or damaged <sighs> or something, and so they had Bummer. to cut her out and replace her with a different actor because she couldn't come back at the time, time. constraints. Ah, yeah, super bummer. I'm I'm still gonna imagine that she's the she's in the missing scene. But to leave us on not a bummer. Yes, please. Um, you know what character is in the movie as a set? The bronze. Oh, that's the bronze. Yeah, it's the bronze like redecorated because like, you know, Amber Vance and obviously. Same universe. <laughs> same universe. Um, you know, she's very tight with the the uh, Buffy crew, a beloved yeah. cast member. Um, so she was basically able to uh, get them to let her film there. They redressed it a little bit as the kind of nightclub-y place. That's nice. I did read that Nicholas Brendan mm-hmm. um, did the costumes for this movie and borrowed oh. some pieces from the Buffy set. Oh. In fact, the red, I think it's called, does it say Dragon Inn? Mm. The mm-hmm. red t-shirt? Uh, Oz is going to wear that in season four. What? Yeah. Okay, guys, when you see that in that episode, take a drink. It's like waterfall moment. Just keep drinking. You have to finish. <laughs> It's a 10-minute scene. Every stack listener is going to be dead. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be like a new entry into the um, Physician's Guide reference about like liver problems caused by the Sunnydale snacks. <laughs> we in no way uh, encourage cool, binge drinking or hurting your liver. Be nice to your liver and drink more water. I think that will be the true sign that uh, as a podcast we have made it. Yeah, that's that's the one we're hoping for. Mm-hmm. That. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Subscribe on iTunes and your favorite podcast app. This Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Be sure to check out our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember? And join us next time when we dust off the freshman and living conditions when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks.